You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. from Mary Hennigan of In the Curious Kitchen. I met Mary at the Southern Sea in February, and I was blown away at how much she's done in basically a year. Not only did she launch a website where she shares some amazing food and drink recipes, but even her own products and is coming out with her own pimento cheese in just a week or two. I can't wait to try it, and I can't wait for you to learn more about Mary in today's episode. All right, so let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do. So my name is M.K. Hennigan, and I live in Fort Thomas, Kentucky, which is truly a suburb of Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm just right across the river, but still a Kentucky girl, and that won't ever change. (laughs) And I run and manage and create all things from In the Curious Kitchen. That's awesome. So now tell me a little bit about growing up. Were you always entrepreneurial? Were you always like baking and cooking and making things? Or is this something that came later in life? It has been, it's a part of my DNA. (laughs) I have been cooking with my mom, my grandmother. I have always loved cookbooks as opposed to reading books (laughs) and cooking magazines. I have vivid memories of just flipping through Southern Living with my mother while we sit and watch a show. So cooking has always been around me, and um, yeah, it's just I love that. I a feel big like part of who I am. Yeah, a lot of people who love to cook, I feel like it's because they grew up around it, um, so it's it's natural to them, and they they find a joy in it. Whereas I for some reason, do not find a joy in cooking. (laughs) But I love eating and I admire those that do. Um, But I think, you know, it's because I didn't necessarily, not that my mom can't cook or anything, but they they both worked. So it wasn't necessarily a fun hobby all the time. Yeah, Um, I understand. Yeah. So now tell me, did you go to college? And if so, where and what did you study? Like, did it have anything to do with cooking? I know some some people that I've interviewed that have written cookbooks or have cooking shows, um, they ended up studying like home ec and such. So I'm curious if you did and what you studied. Well, I didn't. Stu- so I went to the University of Kentucky and okay. studied human environmental sciences, which is interior design. It was just a fancy name for <laughs> an interior design degree. Um but it led me, it, it fed my creative side, okay. which cooking is a creative outlet for me and yeah. an outlet that relaxes me as well. So that's what my degree is in. And um, so, as you, you know, if you look on my blog and so forth, it, it talks about entertaining. And so all that tabletop and such that I share is intertwined. And that's just part of my creative nature. Yeah, no, there's definitely some overlap there. I could totally see that. Um, So then once you graduated, what was your first career in? Was it in interior design and decorating or was it something completely else? It was in the field, but not residential. So it was in the retail aspect and I was a visual merchandiser for a Macy's department store. 
Oh, cool. So how long did you do that for? Like, tell me a little bit about your first career then. So I worked at Macy's 10 years, eight years, something like that. And um, I started, it was a temporary position during the holidays. And I never thought that it wouldn't turn into a full-time job. I was just so hopeful. But I met... um, I've met one of my dearest friends through that job and we are still friends today. And I'll never forget my first task was to get on a ladder that straddled the Estee Lauder counter to hang Garland for the holidays. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I guess I can't say that I'm a little bit of scared of heights. That's not, gonna, that's not a good thing to go with. And, and, and so it began. Yeah, oh, hanging yeah. garland and decorating the store for the holidays. So there was a set plan, but you did have some creativity along yeah. the way. So you did like floor layouts then yeah. um, for them. So okay. my my departments were I had the cosmetic department. Okay. I had the men's department and the home department. So cool. I yeah. so my background, I have a degree in communications PR, but then also fashion merchandising. So a lot of the girls that I went to school with, they ended up going that route, um, which I think yeah. is so people don't realize like there's plans and, you know, everything's planned for a reason, especially with retail to make people want to buy and make people feel, you know, welcome and stuff. So it's a whole, it's a whole beast in itself. It is. It's certainly a sub a sub part of the business that people just don't understand. And I think mm-hmm. then it there was more creativity to it where now it's more just putting, I think, posters and signs up on doors. But when I was there, we had some, we had some creative license. That's so nice. So then what did you do after being at Macy's for eight to 10 years? Is that when you started in the Curious Kitchen or did you have something else? Yeah. So I had, I have, I had a whole career before this. Okay. So um, after Macy's, I went to work for Waterford Crystal. So as I mentioned, one of the departments that I managed was the the home department. So the tabletop and housewares and all that. And I've always had a love for beautiful dishes and glassware. That just came from my mother and my grandmother. So there was a position that came open for Waterford Crystal and it was a sales position. So I applied for it and got that position. And then that took me out of a four wall situation. And I was a sales rep that traveled Ohio, Kentucky, West Virginia, and part of Indiana representing Waterford Crystal. Wow. So I did that for a number of years. And from there, went into a sales position with um, a, a gift, a rep group for uh, giftware. Okay. And so that I represented Juliska, Mariposa, Cucina, wonderful, wow. wonderful, wonderful brands. Mm-hmm. And I still love those brands today and have them in my home. And then from that went into a sales position with Larson Jewel, which still took me into a creative part because it's a, a picture frame molding company. Okay. And so I got to meet with work with artists and retailers and big box stores. And so I had, I had a full spectrum of creative work, but having a business obviously stepped to what I was doing and helping them grow their businesses. And then March of last year, I was downsized uh-huh. after a 25 year career. And that's wow. when, uh, in the curious kitchen came to life. It was always within me, yeah, but it came to life 
And it had actually started January of 2020. I was driving to Nashville mm-hmm. and I knew I want maybe in December of, tw- of 19, I was driving to Nashville to work and I knew I wanted to start a Instagram page that was all about food okay. and not just about my dogs and my kids. <laughs> and so um, it was born and along the way, along that four hour trip, I came up with the name. In the Curious Kitchen. I, I mean, if I was recorded and somebody was listening and watching, I was saying names out over and over. I'm like, nope, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> and I landed on In the Curious Kitchen. And so in January of 2020, I started my my Instagram and, and social media pages. Wow. I mean, I have to say, first of all, backing up, working with those brands um, like Waterford and you know all the other brands that you repped, I think... That's so great. I mean, they're such reputable brands. People know of them when you say them. Yes. Um, so yes. I'm sure that that built, you know, you learned a lot from them for when you're starting your own business now. And I also, um, I mean, I see the tie-in though. It all, it seems like it's home decor and kitchenware. So that that's great. And I'm sure now, you know, repping those brands and selling them to retailers um, gives you a lot of experience with how to sell yourself, which I mean, just knowing that you started so such a short amount of time ago is crazy to me how far you've come. You've done like amazing collaborations. You've been to these conferences that I've been at. I mean, you have a lot of hustle and um, you've been great at marketing yourself. So, well, thank you. Yeah, and that's course. part of working independently for mm-hmm. another company. I mean, they, there's expectations that I have to get up and get out every day. Yeah. And I had, you know, this whole working from home idea is not new to me. I've always had a home office. I've always had to get up every day. Yeah. Get ready. If I am on um if I'm in the office while I was working for Waterford or or Larson Jewel, I was still dressed and ready to go. So that hustle and that and that that comes from that comes from my my parents too. Yeah. So yeah, that's just something innate within me. <laughs> Definitely. So now let's talk about launching in the Curious Kitchen. So it first started with um, social media accounts, it sounds like, and then your website and then products. Is that correct? Yes. So I um, launched just on my own in January, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. and then in March was downsized. And at that point, I did. I knew that I had that I wanted to. I had to, and I wanted to. I had to for my mental health, but I wanted to because I didn't want anybody else telling me when and what I was going to do anymore. Yeah. I mean, I was too old for that. And so I had established my social media, but I knew I wasn't an expert at it. So I knew I had to reach out to somebody somehow. Right. And mm-hmm. I had followed Libby Summers on Instagram and okay. she had mentioned that she was going to be having a conversation with the Southern Sea And so I sent her a DM and said, hey, is this open to just members or anybody? And she said, no, no, it's open to anybody. So I attended that call early. It was early in 2020. I can't even remember the month, but maybe April. And then she, uh, I hired her to help me establish the brand and the the vision that I had. Mm -hmm. So she and I worked together. And then from there, she connected me with her web person, Anthony, okay. web designer. And so Anthony and, I, Anthony and I worked together to create the website. Excellent. 
Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, and so it sounds like there a lesson that people can learn from listening to this is finding a mentor, someone that you look up to who might have some more um, experience in where you want to be and reach out to them and see how they can help you um, and what you can learn from them. And that's what it sounds like you did there a little bit with Libby. Yeah, I did. And, I, you know, I just realized, Patricia, that I I am no expert in this. I mean, mm -hmm. like I said, I was posting, I was on Instagram and using it as a consumer, but I wasn't using it for a business tool. Yeah. And so I needed to find an expert to help me uh, craft my story and, 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 and tell my story in a visual way that reflected my vision. And yeah. so Libby was that person. Definitely. So now describe In the Curious Kitchen to someone listening who might not be familiar with it. Like, how do you describe your brand and, you know, your your products, your website, like all of that in wrapped up nice and pretty? So I describe it as a place where I create tasty bites, tipsy, recipe, tipsy drink recipes inspired by my Southern roots. And a little phrase that I always like to say is I'm fueled by pimento cheese, bourbon and biscuits. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so those are things I think uh, I drink and eat often. So I love that. So on your website, you can find recipes and tips for entertaining, correct? That is correct. Yes. As well okay. as my shop. And so my shop was something that came after the website was created. And um, it's an evolving store of ideas and creations that I've come up with. And all those years working in corporate America, one of the big parts of my job was product development for my customers. Oh. And so that comes very natural to me. Yeah. And so, yeah, on the website in my shop are my tea towels that I've collaborated with Leslie from Giddy Papery. Mm -hmm. So we just launched, uh, I just launched the fifth edition. I have my bourbon balls, my cocktail kits. I have two cocktail kits, an old fashioned kit and a mint julep kit, uh, my boozy cherries, which are dark Italian cherries and a bourbon syrup, Ooh. bitters, which I make myself. And the pimento cheese is on there, but it's not officially launched yet. Got it. Okay. So now let's yeah. talk about your pimento cheese because that's, that's what's coming next. Um, so is. tell me about the idea for that and, um, why you're launching this product and sort of the inspiration and everything. So the pimento cheese is the one food item I remember making with my grandmother in her kitchen in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So during the summers, my parents divorced and during the summers mm -hmm. I would spend a lot of time with my dad and we would travel to North Carolina and he would leave, not leave me there in a bad way, but I stayed with my grandmother and then visited my cousin for, cousins for several weeks. So I had cousins in North Carolina and then I had cousins in South Carolina. And so I would be gone for three or four weeks just traveling around North and South Carolina. But the majority of my time was spent with my grandmother and she is truly the inspiration behind all of this. She is a wonderful, was a wonderful cook and hostess. So we would make pimento cheese. It seemed like it was all the time. She always had fresh iced tea and pitchers and pimento cheese in the refrigerator. Oh, I love so that. The, so the pimento cheese is, it honors her and uh -huh. our time together. And it's one of my favorite foods. So 
I um, have been working and working and working on the recipe. Finally got it to the point where it was that food memory that I had of my grandmother's. I had no recipe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had no recipe of hers. Because when she cooked, she didn't she didn't measure write yeah. anything down, right? Okay. So this all comes from my food memories and just wow. creating and testing and tasting. And a funny story: when I worked at Macy's in Lexington, Kentucky, there was a deli that we went to for lunch often, and I tasted this pimento cheese, and I'm like, "Oh, wow, this is it! This is exactly like my grandmother's." I mean, uh-huh. I just that was food memories came to my, came through my head. And so I asked the owner, I said, can you share your recipe? I just wanted to make sure that I had all the components, right? He's yeah. like, no, it's, it's something that we, we, it's our secret recipe. Uh-huh. So I, I told him the little sob story. Well, my grandmother's passed. Uh-huh. I don't have her recipe and this mimic, this is just like it. Still no. And we kept going, kept back and kept going back. And then eventually he realized that I wasn't giving up and he gave me that one ingredient that I had not hit on. Uh-huh. And when I, when I added that in, that was it. That was the game changer. That was the game changer. And so from that point, which was many years ago, I have developed it to where it is today. Wow. Such a cool story. Yeah. Now I know, um, Shipping food is like a whole beast in itself. So talk me through that process because I've interviewed um, Very, Vera, uh, Vera Stewart, and um, a few other people. And they were talking about like how shipping food like that is a whole nother beast. I'm sure you had to figure that out too. And I'm sure there were other hiccups along the way. Do you yes. want to talk about a little bit of sure. the challenges and your journey with getting the products out there? Absolutely. And it's still a journey. So <laughs> I... Um, I shipped some pimento cheese for Libby Summers to try. I just wanted Uh to, two things. I wanted her to taste it and I wanted it to see how it, it arrived in in where she lives in the South and it arrived not in a good place, not in a good temperature. (laughs) So from there, I reached out to um, Hannah, who's with Hinge Creative, who connected me with Amanda Wilbanks of Southern Baked Pie. Okay. And Amanda was on vacation and was so generous with her time and gave me some tips and tricks that I needed to follow to get my product to the customer at the right temperature. And that was having the right packaging for mm-hmm. the product and the right sized um cold packs. So okay. what I shipped what I shipped previous the cold pack was way too small. So I had been considering dry ice, but what I learned about dry ice is that would freeze the product. And I did do a test on freezing it and then letting it thaw and then tasting it. And it just compromised the product. So it didn't work for me on that case. So I I knew I had to ship it with the ice packs. So I worked with uh, Libba Osborne as well on finding a company that would help me with the right packaging. And it's a company out of Georgia called Cold Keepers. Oh, wow. And so they have some amazing packaging that gets the product to the customer at the right temperature. That's Fingers amazing. Crossed, it works. <laughs> no, now, it sounds like it will. <laughs> yeah. With that case, it has to be shipped within two days. 
Okay. Based on the 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 shipping container I'm using, and the dry and the ice packs, mm-hmm. so that is going to raise the price of the shipping. But one thing I've done is I've added two packs of the pimento cheese, and then I'm working on adding some bulk items to make it make more sense and more value. Got and it. That's to come. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it, it's trial and error. That's how it is with entrepreneurship, you know, no matter what you're doing and figuring it out, testing it out, all of that. It's a process. <laughs> it is the longest process of my life, but one that I know that I have to reel in and um, not be impatient, which is a general characteristic of mine, and let this let it let it all work itself out. I think that's a trait of all entrepreneurs. You know, we have an idea, and then we're like, okay, now we're ready. It has to be ready, and go out there on market, and let's get it done. Um, that's right. So I'm with you on that. So, what has been like your greatest tool for spreading the word and marketing? Um, has it been social media, word of mouth, like maybe just your community? Like, how have you spread the word? Yeah, two two ways for me. Initially, social media mm-hmm. and, and Instagram, to be exact. But yet, face Facebook is interesting. So, Instagram, I'm hitting a much broader audience for the customers that I want to attract. Okay, Facebook we know is a different audience and it's a lot of my friends from my high school. That's what I found who have been following me there and older, older folks. Um, Another place that I've been marketing the product is at my local farmer's market. So I signed on last December to participate in the holiday market. Okay. And decided that there was an audience for what I was doing for my pimento cheese and the other things and the tea towels that I mentioned and signed up for the regular seasonal farmer's market, which happens every Wednesday. So we get a nice crowd of folks from the Northern Kentucky area and even people from Cincinnati. And that has really opened up that exposure because if I look at my analytics on Instagram, my biggest customer base is where I am, which is a good thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, they are supporting me at the farmer's market as well. So that's, that's been great. That's awesome. And I think, you know, when I talk to people on these podcasts, there's so much hype with social media, which social media is great because you can reach customers you wouldn't be able to. But I always say, you know, even with the retail, like getting out there in person and seeing your customers and your local customers, like that's where you get the feedback from of why they love the product, what they would change, like inspiration for your next product. Um, So I think that's great that you have kind of the balance of those two. Absolutely. And um, the customers, there's, there's some folks that give me some suggestions, like you said, and there's Mm -hmm. some people that are like, nope, don't, don't change a thing. I don't want it to have bacon in it. I don't want it to have hot peppers in it. I just want you to have it every week for me. And I get repeat customers and I get new customers who become repeat customers. So it's, it's been wonderful. And I do have my product in one retail store in Cincinnati and um, they, they have been asking for it. And the glitch for me, as far as launching is the label. Okay. And so it has been, just a little challenge getting the colors correct. And I think we have it, but I could just got a proof here earlier today. So we'll see. <laughs> but um, for the last three weeks, they've reordered on oh schedule gosh. every week. So yeah, it sells out and they're filling their cases. So I feel good about it. Definitely. So speaking of that, like 
what are you really proud of? Um, and what's been your greatest success? Like, is it the fact that it is selling out? Is it the fact when someone comes to you and it's like, you know, this tastes so good? Like what, what really makes you happy and what are you really excited about? The, the thing that makes me the happiest is when someone says, this reminds me of mm-hmm. their grandmothers, their, their moms, their friends, wherever. Because to me, food memories are just such a big part of who I am. Yeah. And so when it evokes an emotion in someone, that to me is what's, what's, what's just the best. Yeah, for sure. It's just the best feeling. Cause I, it honors my grandmother in such a way that I was able to, after all these years, replicate her recipe and share it with other people. And they too think it tastes delicious as much as, as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Now, what has been the biggest challenge? I mean, we've talked about a few challenges of, you know, getting it to stay fresh and not frozen or not, not melted. And then also with the labels, like what's just been the overall greatest challenge, would you say, since you've started in the curious I kitchen? think um, overall, it's been um, as a small business coming mm-hmm. from a very big business world. <laughs> I came from a Fortune 5 company and now yeah. I'm, I, you know, whatever I am, I'm not <laughs> even on the radar. Um, <clears throat> managing the process in a different way. And that's my own stuff. For example, with a printer, like, why don't you have the proof the next day? I mean, don't you know <laughs> that I need this, but just scaling back my expectations. But in, in a sense, that's not a bad thing to have high expectations for yeah. your vendors, but just sharing with them the importance of the product that it is to me and, and, and that it is to them. So working through those obstacles and I understand that people there's that they have um, other customers in front of me. I totally get that, mm-hmm. but it's just really on my side, managing my own expectations of others. But there's been some cases where things have taken multiple weeks and that is not acceptable, no matter what size your business is mm-hmm. and just making sure that I'm constantly communicating my expectations with them. Yeah. And so we're aligned together. Definitely. Um, so where do you get inspiration from or who inspires you? It sounds like obviously your grandmother. It sounds like your own mother, um, you know, maybe Libby and, uh, but anyone else that you want to like mention or someone that yeah, inspires you? I do. Um, Libby for sure. My grandmother, my mother, um, Jen Soar with pencil and paper co. Yes. I love her style, her use of color. That's that's wonderful to to see what she's doing. Ina Garten, Martha Stewart, Julia Childs, and what I love about uh, Ina Garten and Martha Stewart is their their mashup of both food and design. Mm-hmm. I love that Julia Childs for just her willingness just to try anything and everything yeah. and continue to work at it until she got it right, uh, and then just the people around me, you know, there's inspiration everywhere. You might not realize it until you think on it, but uh, I just find inspiration all over the place, including all the, um, the ladies that are a part of the Southern sea. Yeah. There's such an amazing group of women that are a part of that group that um, really are quite amazing. You include. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. 
So who would be your dream customer to buy your pimento cheese or any of your other products or, you know, try one of your recipes? Like if you could pick, I'm saying like a celebrity or a royal or like a big influencer, like who would be your dream? Oh, I would say Reese Witherspoon Mm -hmm. because she has, she's a Southern girl and can appreciate what goes along with an heirloom recipe. Uh-huh. Definitely. Yeah. And she has a, she, a great cookbook too. So it seems like she likes to cook. And she does like bourbon. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> funny because every it's a running joke on the podcast. Like I would say 98% of people pick her as their dream Really? Oh, yes. Great. <laughs> yeah. It, no, she's a great girl. She's and she's so well rounded. Uh-huh. I mean she has she has her her fashion, she has her business, right? Producing. Yeah. She's creative. She's an actress. So she's um, she gets a lot of the stuff done and does it well. So Exactly. She's yeah. kind of like our, our modern, I guess, like Grace Kelly or Audrey Hepburn or Princess Di- Like, I think she is who, looking back, people are going to put her in that category, you know, years down the line. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with you on that. So now, since this is the Preppy Podcast, um, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? Okay. Great question. Preppy has means to me, the first thing that when I think of that question, mm-hmm. I think of the Preppy handbook that I had yep. forever ago that my best friend still has her copy, and we <laughs> laugh about it. We go and look at it. It <laughs> means a popped collar. It means hot pink. It means Kelly Green. It's classic style with color mm-hmm. and it allows you to be individual and it's classic design. I know I said classic before, but um, yeah, it's all that it's com- for me. It's very comfortable. Yeah. It's the way I dressed in high school and college. <laughs> my, one of my favorite pictures of myself uh, is in a, Kelly green wool sweater with a pink and white striped turtleneck. Oh, I love that. That yeah. sounds so chic. Yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> so yeah. what's one tip for entertaining that you think everyone should know? Be present mm-hmm. at your event, be prepared, which allows you then to be present. Yeah. And I think another, um, tip would serve would be when you're if you're serving alcohol and you're making drinks serve good liquor (laughs) oftentimes people want to cut corners and they want to cut corners there and it's like why why even bother (laughs) um be prepared and serve good liquor yeah that's that's a good one (laughs) what um is a recipe on your website that Everyone could try that, you know, might be easy enough even for a beginner or it's just delicious that most people like it. Well, my favorite recipe is for, for entertaining purposes. And since we were talking about a party mm-hmm. would be the figgy piggies. Ooh. So they're my twist on pigs in a blanket. So fun. Yeah. So fun. I use fig jam, which there's a recipe for the fig jam on my website and then I use, you can use puff pastry or you can use um, biscuit dough, even crescent rolls to, yeah. to roll the little smokies up, put mm-hmm. some Parmesan cheese on there. <gasps> t- they will be gone. They will be, 
the platter will be empty and you'll want to bake some more before the evening's out. But figgy piggies are nostalgic, but with my curious twist. I love that. Those sound delicious. I'm definitely going to try that. (laughs) Yeah, you should. What are some of your favorite um, other small businesses or women entrepreneurs or just accounts that you like to follow on social media that people should check out? I love Erin McDowell. She has, she's a baker. Mm-hmm. She has uh, a new cookbook. Bake, is it called Bake This Pie? It's a, it's a wonderful book. I'm not a baker when it comes to pies and things, so she's definitely an inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Libby Summers, I mean, that's who I, Libby is amazing. Uh, Kristen Giese. I don't know if you know Kristen. She spoke at the Southern Sea several years ago. Okay. She is smart and funny and just so talented. Wendy O'Connor. Yeah. She's a wonderful artist who's part of the Southern Sea. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Leslie uh, from Giddy Papery. Yeah. Yeah. Lydia Menzies. So many great, great ladies out there Definitely. who are doing good things. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. always good to stay inspired by others. Yes, it is. So what's next for you? Any sneak peeks? Like obviously the pimento cheese is going to be launching probably um, like a week from when this comes out then, I assume. Yes. So uh, pimento cheese is launching. There's something I can't speak about, Mm -hmm. but hopefully will be uh, revealed later in the year. I um, am also going to be... I mentioned this earlier when I talked about the pimento cheese, but creating a bundle with that product for gifting for the holidays. So you can gift the pimento cheese with some other items for gifts that they can have just an instant party when they, when the package arrives. And then I'm going to be reshooting my website. Oh, because as I mentioned, and and that's probably, that's the reason for that is I'm updating the packaging. So the packaging currently on, some of the products is not horrible, but it's not where I want it to be. Okay. And so that's one of my goals is to refine that packaging and launch those photos and that, that product. It'll be the same product, just a new packaging. Got it. Well, yes. those are all exciting things. They uh, are. They so are. my final question is, where can people find you? Like, what's your Instagram handle, your website URL, anything like that so people can shop your products, like discover your recipes, follow along with you? So my handle on Instagram and Facebook is In the Curious Kitchen. And uh, my website is inthecuriouskitchen.com. And there you'll find my recipes in my shop. So they'll be dropped down menus there that you can find me and all the things that I'm doing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I loved learning more about junior business. Obviously we connected at the Southern Sea, but it was really fun to deep dive in and learn more about everything that you're doing. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's It's been an honor. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.